0: If it's his house, this is his house, right? If that's if that's his house, but it's not his house, he is in us, and wherever we go, we bring him, yes. amen. And so I want you to look this look at this as a classroom. We work in this acronym for class. Let's uh, look at that. Look at your name, say neighbor. neighbor. Welcome, back to class. Welcome back to class. Now, if you have your phones or uh, your tablets, a pen, or paper, please. I want you to take notes. Take advantage of that because that's how we learn, amen. Listen, one of the things I do when I'm preparing a sermon, I'm old school. I write it down. I literally write. I'm not typing, Devin. I'm not texting. I'm writing because when I write it, I can retain it. When I'm writing it, Brett, I'm saying it. And so that works for me. Then I transfer it onto the tablet. Now, for many of you, you, you're so uh, sharp with that typing, what have you, you can just go straight to it. But my thoughts flow differently than that. So this is class. I want you to take good notes. This is class. Class, C means Christians l learn a about s savior's strategy it is here where we learn about the savior strategy the savior being jesus how he wants us to live things he wants us to do uh how he taught us how to live his life as an example and so this is the class look at your neighbor one more time say neighbor welcome to class class. i hope you're ready. ready amen 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 and we're gonna get right into it today and so i want to uh talk about again this morning, organizing by prioritizing. But watch this. We're not just going to organize by prioritizing. We've been talking about things. But today we want to focus keenly on organizing by prioritizing the people in our lives. Now listen carefully to this because you have to know who are the right people to have in your life. Look at it like this. organized by prioritizing. When it comes to people, putting the right people and the right practices in the right place in your life. You're organizing your life by prioritizing putting the right people, putting what they do, the right practices, putting them where, in the right place in your life. Look at you and say, neighbor, I need to know the right people to do the right practices to have the right place in my life. Now, here's what I thought about, son. I was writing this back there. And I said, um, you know, and I was saying to Nessa, I said, you know, sometimes it just comes to me. So you got to flow with me when it comes. And this is what I thought about Lady Clark. Whoever you spend time with feeds your mind. Whoever it is, if you spending time with them, you are feeding your mind by either by what they say or you saying to them, learning from each other. So it's important, Roy, that we have the right people in the right place doing the right thing. Because if they're going to feed my mind, what am I being filled with? Junk, Jamie, or wisdom? And we got to be honest because some of us like to feed that that foolishness. Okay, okay. We like that because we enjoy that. But this year, this year, we've got to make some adjustments and change all that if this year is going to be your best year thus far. Not only about uh, whoever you spend time with feeds your mind, but however you spend your time will impact your pocket. However you spend your time is going to impact your pocket. However you spend your time is going to impact your pocket. That will determine if you got a lot of money, (laughs) a little money, or no money. I wish I had a witness. Come on. You could testify. You did some stuff, and it impacted your pocket, and you broke now because you did some stuff, and watch this, that you wanted to do because you grown you work hard and I got all that but as someone says so eloquently on yesterday do you want a weekend or a weekend in all right we'll keep going so we, we have to y'all y'all ain't okay we have to understand it's whoever I spend my time with and however I spend my time is' gonna affect me one way or the other amen and so we got to know who that's why we have to live an organized life by prioritizing people now watch this. Today, we're going to look at two things you need to know about these people. Number one, who do you, oh, okay, all right, uh-huh. Who do you let go? Because you got to let some people go. Now and I know some of y'all thinking, oh, my, me and my crew, we steady. No, you got to let some people go. Okay, all right. You got to let them go because if you don't let them go, they're holding you back. And watch this. Can I prove it to you? You know they're holding you back because when you let them go, things go a whole lot better. You discover things you didn't know. You got to discover who you got to let go. And then watch this. Number two, who to let in. Now, watch this. Notice this space. Boy, the Lord just gave me this. Who do you let go because somebody got to go? Who do you let in? You got to let somebody in. Most of us struggle right in between. What do you mean in between, Charles? Here it is. Because you know who to let go and you may know who to let in. But because it's hard for you to answer either one of those, you let them linger. Wow. Oh, God. They're right in here. Uh-huh. Because you think, well, they're not as bad, you make you know it's somebody you gotta let go when you find yourself making excuses for them. Well, they're not as bad as so-and-so. At least I got rid of them. No, they got to go. Now, here's an important point. I want you to get this. When you let them go or when you know who to let in, three things going to happen. Watch this. Number one, you will be able to visualize. You will see things clearer. Has that ever happened to you? You ever had somebody uh, in your life and you let them go and say, oh, now I see what so-and-so was talking about. See, and a lot of us can't uh, uh, see clearly because we've got some people we don't want to let go. And then, watch this, there's some people we need to let in, and we hesitating about that. Once you understand who to let go and who to let in, you'll be able to visualize. You'll be able to see things clearer. Look at your neighbor say, neighbor, I need to see clearer this year. Yeah, because watch this, all last year, your judgment was cloudy. You pick people, right people sometimes, and then the wrong people the other time. But if your vision is clear, you know where you're going, you know how you're going to get there. You focus, but then number two, you mobilize. See, I, I was practicing. I just thought that was going to really hit it, son. I, you know, I'm working my visualize. I can see clearer, but mobilize, I can go further. Okay, let me use the football analogy. I can get more yardage on every play when I let certain people go because I can't give the ball to somebody who ain't going to get me no yards. But if I got the right person in place, then like a certain team, I'm going to get some yards every play. And isn't that what life about? See, the challenge is many of us, we want to score a touchdown and the law said, no, no, no. This th- Every play is not going to be a touchdown. So I'm going to be short pass some hooks. I need you to run some play and you've got to be able to know Who to let go, who to let in so I can go further? Some people have you stagnant. And watch that they're not bad people. Some people have you stagnant because they're trying to help you in every area. Oh, boy. See, because we like to limit that to people that are bad. Well, I got to let you go because you're bad for me. No, I may have to let you go because you're too good for me. You don't let me learn nothing on my own. Hello, parents. I'm trying to prevent you from falling. You fell. You'll be all right. Visualize. You'll see things clearer. Two, mobilize. It'll help you go further. Anybody other than me you want to go further this year? A whole lot further? Listen, you got to let go some dead weight then. You're going to have to let it go because you you can't get further holding on to stuff that's weighing you down. But then number three, I'll be energized. Oh, boy. Y'all making me work hard. If I let go of the right people, let in the right people, I can see clearer now. I can go further now, but now I'm going to feel better. You know, it's like having a weight off. You say, ooh, I feel so much better. Okay, okay. It's like eating something you shouldn't have ate, and you finally go to the restroom. I'm trying to put it where you can get it. Come on, you say, ooh, Lord. Oh, come on, you praying, you praying. Oh, I got you. Now you're up. Now you all up. okay. You praying, oh, Lord Jesus, please, if you, oh, I ain't going to ever eat this again. I ain't going to, oh, Lord Jesus. And then after you free and you done pass it, what a mighty God we serve. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you excited. And so you're proud to be Lord this year. And notice all these things are happening in January. Help me to visualize. Yeah. See, listen, I'm telling you all, don't just... I don't want to be a church where we just got information because we full of information. We full of it, but we starving when it comes to application. Visualize Lord. And I'm telling you, you can pray this literally pray this Lord. Help me to visualize, help me to mobilize, help me to be energized. When you wake up in the morning, that's a good, good three step prayer to pray. Cause you don't know what the day holds, but if you can see it clearer, Come on, if you can go further, you'll feel a whole lot better. Don't you feel better when you accomplish some stuff you've been trying to do and you finally get it done? You feel better. You are energized. Okay. So now, first thing we're going to look at is who to let go. You got to start now. Before I tell you who to let go, I want to caution you because letting some people go is going to require some uh, keen insight, It's going to require some wisdom, because it's not always going to be obvious. It's not always going to be obvious. Now, you won't know, quite honestly, you won't know who to let go until you've let them in and found out you shouldn't have let them in. Oh, I wish I had a witness. Because I, I was thinking for, you know, well, Bishop, just just tell me who to let go and I'll know who to let in. No, you won't. No, mm. So let's get into it. who do you let go? We're talking about who's the wrong person with doing the wrong practice in the wrong place in my life. The person I got to let go is the person that's doing the wrong practice in the wrong places in my life. Come on, I know some of you got them in your head right now. There are people, and you really like them, but they're constantly doing the wrong practices, no matter how many times you tell them. They keep doing the wrong places. Come on, you've ever had somebody say, now you know, why don't you just stop going there? And here's what they say. But you don't understand. Every time. You got to let that go. That's that's, that's time to let go. All right. Let's go to. And you're going to have to use your Bibles, your tablets today. Acts chapter 1, verse 15 through 17. And we're going to look at uh, how do you know who to let go? Who's the wrong person doing the wrong practice in my life? And it's personal. Notice I said in my life. Can't do it for you. Part of our problem is we're trying to get. Uh, do things for other people that they need to do for themselves. Amen somebody Amen. you know you get frustrated you ever got so mad you're trying to tell somebody what they need to do and no matter how many times you tell them they don't do it. and I tried to tell you all uh, the part of that part of that problem Wednesday is you expecting folk to think like you they don't and that's your fault right? Because they don't know what you know they haven't learned what you've learned. All right you got Acts chapter one, the book of Acts. All right, the book of Acts is um, literally Jesus goes up, the Holy Spirit comes down, the disciples go out. It's the Acts of the Apostles. Acts simply means the actions uh, Christians take in service. It's the Acts of the Apostles. These are actually things they've done, uh, right? And so when you get to this chapter one, they've gone and Jesus already told them, now listen, boys. There's some things that's going to happen. All I want y'all to do, give them a designated spot. Just wait. All right. Let's look at verse 15. Matter of fact, let's start at verse 12. Verse 12. Acts chapter 1. Just keep it right there. Nessa, because then I'm going to give them the point. You need a Bible? Raise your hand. All right. Acts chapter 1 starting at verse 12. This is the New King James Version. Then they returned to Jerusalem from the Mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day journey. And when they had entered, they went into the upper room where they were staying. Now, I want you to pay careful attention who's in this upper room. Roy, you got Peter. You know, that's uh the Christian. Ride or die. No, a real ride or die. Okay, okay. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Peter is Tommy on power. I thought I'd get you. Peter. Can be sensitive and can kill you. Right. Right? So you got (laughs) you got Peter. (laughs) James and John knows those well-ado brothers. You know, they kind of well off. They don't want no trouble. They got money. You know, they get a little bit beside themselves, but you got you got James and John. You got Andrew. Andrew kind of cool. Andrew ain't got no problem telling people about you. You got Philip and Thomas. You got Bartholomew, then you've got Matthew. Matthew would be uh uh Matthew, okay. <laughs> Matthew would be Tate. Oh. I'm sorry, y'all don't want I'm sorry, I'm, I'm assuming, I'm sorry. I'm assuming y'all watch power. Anyway, okay, so you you have to catch up. Okay. So Matthew would be Tate. He no good and low down and know he low down. But yet, watch him. He's still on Jesus' team. He's still in the upper room. No good and low down. He's still on his team because he met Jesus. He changed his life. Watch it now. I'm just telling the people that because that's going to give us some hope. James, the son of Alphaeus, Simon the Zealot, and Judas, the son of James. Not Judas Iscariot, the other Judas. Now, here's an important note to note. In the Bible, Sam Vanessa, uh, people had a lot of names that were common. So if my name was Joe and somebody else's name was Joe, it'd be Joe of Philadelphia. Joe of Pennsylvania. You follow me? That's the distinction. So watch what all happens. These all continued, verse 14, with one accord in prayer and supplication with, here we go sisters, with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus and with his brothers. You got all of them in one place, simply waiting. Right now, what I want you to see. The first type of people you have to let go, and it's going to be hard because you're not going to easily recognize them. Here it is. Give it to them, Nessa. First type of people you got to let go is those close to you, but they ain't committed to you. They're close, but they ain't committed because you ain't going to know because they're too close. You ever had somebody so close to you and then you find out they did you something wrong, you're like, not so and so right. because they were too close. And you got to be careful who you let close and how close you let them look at the text. Watch verse 15. And in those days, Peter stood up. There he is. always got something to say in the midst of disciples. Altogether, the number of names was about 120. Watch what he says and said, verse 16, men and brethren, the scripture had to be fulfilled, which the Holy Spirit spoke before by the mouth of David concerning who? Judas. Watch him now who became a guide to those who arrested Jesus. This had to happen. Ooh, let me stick a pen there. There are some things and some people in your life that has to disappoint you because you put too much trust in them. And God is going to show you, you put them before me, so let me show you who they really are. Okay, I'll keep going. Some of you know what I'm talking about. Verse 17, for he was numbered with us. And obtained a part in this ministry. He rolled with us. See, they didn't even know because he was so close. Isn't that, isn't that how saying go? keep your enemies close, your, friend, your friends close, your enemies closer? Yeah, because you want to be able to know how they operate. Watch this now. For he was numbered with us and obtained a part in this ministry. He was close. You got to let him go. He was part of the ministry doing the work, but they didn't know. But Jesus did. You've got to trust when you ask the Lord to show me who to let in and who to let go. He'll show you because he knows. See, we go by what we see. Oh, I can't roll with her because she act like this. mm, 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 mm. Uh -uh, No, no, no. Because there's some people got some issues, but deep down inside, they're good people. Anybody know somebody like that? Uh, Can you make excuses for Don't talk about my friend. Yeah, he may be like that, but that's my friend. Watch it now. This man, verse 18, this man purchased a field with the wages of iniquity and falling headlong, he burst open in the middle, meaning his guts and all his intestines gushed out. And it became known to all those dwelling in Jerusalem so that the field is called in their own language, a Keldama, that is field of blood. You with me? Watch this now. Verse 20, this is Peter talking now because he's the leader. For it is written in the book of Psalms, let his dwelling place be desolate and let no one live in it. When you get rid of this person, don't let nobody go back there. Don't even deal with them. Watch this. Let another take his office. I gotta let him go, because he was close, but he wasn't committed. He was close, but I couldn't recognize it because I enjoyed his company. And some of us are running with the wrong people but we enjoy their company. Oh, they make me laugh all the time. That's my boy. He's so funny. She's so crazy. But she got ulterior motive. Sorry. See, some people don't like you. I told you this before because they want to be you. So they got to study you. And they're more keen and study us than we are ourselves. That's why they see your potential and say, you going to do that? Because they're hating from a distance. Look at your neighbor say, neighbor. Hey. The people I got to let go. They close, close to me. Could be family. I'm not saying directly, but it, it it's going to be somebody you in proximity. You got to relate to on a regular. God ain't gonna tell you let somebody uh let somebody go who you ain't close to because you do that in the in a heartbeat, right? No, I ain't fooling, man. I ain't got time for that. Come on, you've done that before. Oh man, I ain't talk to him, man. Come on, man, I'm with that cat, man. Let her, man. She crazy. Let her. But when it's close to you, that's hard. Because truth be told, you don't want to believe that about people close right. to you, right. right? And so he'll show you. So the first thing you got to do is let go of those who are close to you, but they ain't committed to you. They ain't committed. They're there out of convenience. As long as things are right, as long as you don't ask them to do too much, they are right. All right. Number two, John chapter 12. Yep, that's good. Just good. Just show the scripture. John chapter 12, verse three through six. Let's go there. John chapter 12. You're getting familiar with that uh that Bible app now, huh? Uh-huh. uh uh-huh. familiar with that Bible app. Boy, those of you like me turning those pages. John chapter 12. Everybody good? They're close, but they ain't committed. You got anybody like that in your life? Don't raise your hand. Just keep looking straight ahead. They're close, but they ain't committed. And you know they ain't committed. Because every time you ask them to do something, they got an excuse. I would, but next time I will... Because they're not committed. John chapter twelve verse three. Watch this. Let me start at verse one. Then six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, where Lazarus, who was Lazarus was who had been dead, whom he had raised from the dead. We'll just picture to see your mind. Now Lazarus has been raised from the dead. They're back at Martha's house, right? They're back at Martha's house. Lazarus is dead, has been risen. He's sitting there. Verse two. There they made him supper. Now. You know, Martha liked to cook. She got them collard greens, that sweet water, cornbread, yeah. that cap. She, you know, she got all that stuff. You know, they, they made him supper. And Martha served, which she liked to do. Lazarus, one of those who sat at the table with him. Now, picture that. Lazarus, who was dead, is sitting at the table with Jesus. Martha serving the food. Watch this. Then while they were enjoying that, verse 3 says, then Mary took a pound of very costly oil of spikenard, anointed the feet of Jesus, And wiped his feet with her hair. Now, pause, stop, rewind. We had Martha House. See, you got to let it come alive. You had Martha House. Mary ain't got no house. Mary lived with Martha. Somebody see where I'm going. Mary lives with Martha. And Mary has the audacity to get this expensive perfume living with her sister. (laughs) Oh, you see it now. You see it now. Can you see Martha? Girl, what is you? <laughs> she about to drop that sweet water Why? She, she's got this. She took a pound, anointed the feet of Jesus, and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled. You, <laughs> you know how that cologne perfume is. It's so strong. You smell it all, all over. It was that strong. And so washed it all over the house, and she wipes his feet. Right now, Lazarus kicked back, chilling, probably, you know, got a a, a lazy boy, legs stretched out. You know, he back, he back. Verse four, but one of his one, but one, but one of his disciples, you got 12 of them there. Pay close attention. But one out of the 12, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, who would betray him, said. Ain't nobody got nothing to say. But, but Judas. Now, if they had something to say, because if I was that, I'd probably be like, what? <laughs> right. Come on. Let's be honest. Watch this now. <laughs> why was this? Here he goes. Why was this fragrant oil not sold for 300? And he even got it priced. <laughs> and given to the poor. Now, on the surface, again, you can't tell. All right, give me the point, because I'm gonna give them the point and then read it. You gotta let go those who give their hand, but not their heart. You ain't gonna get my heart. I give you my hand because I got other motives. Let me, give, let, me, let me give you what the Holy Spirit gave me. I'm sitting back there and I'm trying to make this point live. And I want you all to be very careful. Don't take what you hear me say and say, oh, that's good. And you get in, you get excited, because that excitement will die the minute you leave. Really? Okay. Get excited about the word and let something happen to your call when you get out there. You didn't forget all about the word and you ain't saying praise the Lord. Let your call be keyed or on a flat or something. You, you ain't getting out here praising. But watch this. So let, let, let it sink in. I want you to pay close attention to what I'm about to tell you because I am uh, learning this more and more as I interact with people on a daily. You ready? Not everybody listening. And watching what you're doing is doing that with the intent to support. Not everybody watching you on Facebook and listening to the words you say. And, hey, everybody ain't there to support. Some people are there to scrutinize so they can sabotage your success. I'm going to judge everything you do. I may not say it to you, but I'm screwing. And I'll tell other people, girl, you saw she had on and she was. I'll tell other people because my goal is to stop you from succeeding. Some people don't even care. They don't succeed. They just want to make sure you don't. Oh, boy. Okay, because your productivity exposes their laziness. It goes like this. Why you always got to do that? You move too much. You always doing something. If you're not here, you're over there. Listen, those are the people that will give you their hand but not their heart. It's like saying I'll give you some money, but I'm not bringing you nowhere. We use that as a quick excuse, and so here's what he said. Watch, let watch, watch his heart. His heart, see, because who you truly are is eventually going to come out. It's, you can fake it for only so long. Watch it. When he saw that that money, it triggered something in him. Look at verse. Look at verse six. This he said, not that he cared for the poor, but he did say it could have been given to the poor, but because he was a what? Ah. Uh, and the money, watch this, and the money, and had that money box. He carried the money. Boy, Jesus is smart, huh? Jesus knew all about him. Oh, let me sidestep this. Money is going to really reveal who you really are. Money will really reveal the essence of who you are as a person. Now, if you never had no big money, even the little money reveal it. Even little money reveal who you really are. Money exposes the intents of the heart. If this woman had never done that, you'd never know nothing about Judas feeling about money. But Jesus knew. That's why he gave him the money box. Watch it now. He says he was a thief and had the money box, and he used to take what was put in it. And okay. <laughs> Man, that's my hustle, man. Man, Jesus messing up. Man, that's my hustle. That I could have got that. That 300 denarii, I would to flip this over here, did that like that, put it in a box. They wouldn't have known nothing. Man, Jesus messing up. Come on now. And what? It bothered him so bad he couldn't keep quiet. He had to say something. Say, hey, man, what y'all doing? Because money reveals the intent of the heart. You find out who you Okay. How many times, don't raise your hand, just keep looking straight, how many times you fell out with people over money? They owed you, or you owed them, and they on your back, or you on them about money. And they say them words I hate. I'm going to give you a little funky money. Get off my back about that money. I'm going to give you your chicken. Hashtag Marshawn Lynch. Okay. Stop sweating me about that. Boy some of y'all slow. Yeah Money reveals. Come on, and some people stop pe- speaking other people because of money. You want' to break friendships let money get involved. Oh, that's it because it reveals the intent of the heart. Everybody, listen. A fool and his money will always part. They can't stay together. They, they they're headed for divorce court. A fool and his money every time. So you've got to understand, we've got to be careful. Because everybody that's going to give you a helping hand ain't giving you their heart. They could be giving you your hand because their heart is somewhere far, and they can talk about what they did. If you're going to do it, don't talk about what you did. Just do it. If you got to talk about it, then don't do it. Right? Don't give her no money. I gave her some money last weekend, girl, when I gave her that money, she And so now you formed an opinion about that girl, and you don't even know her. This man, he was right there. Look at what he does. He would take from the money. Now, see, he's so foolish, he thinks Jesus don't know what's going on. Do you know when you get so caught up in your own hype, you think you get over on people and you're really not? Because you can't fool Jesus. Watch, look. And this man this whole time, that's what he's doing. Now, we know, Judas, what Judas does eventually, sell Jesus out for what? For the love of money. O.J.'s was on something there. Wow, wow, yeah. Yeah, there was. There was on something with that money, huh? Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor. Don't let. Don't don't let. let, Don't let let money rule you. (laughs) Some of y'all had that look. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Wow, (laughs) wow. Don't let it. 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 Listen, money is a good tool, but a terrible master. Uh, ter- oh, some of you know what I'm talking about. Listen, you stop doing a whole lot of stuff that somebody going to pay you. Man, man I, I can't make this little game today. I got to go get this money, man. I'll catch you next championship, next year, next time. I got to get this money. And then you talk to them like they understand. Don't you want them new shoes? Don't you want to get them new shoes? Now, I okay, not about the game. Don't you want the shoes? Then let me go get this money. Kids, don't, don't. I know I'm right about it. And we compromise. What you want me to buy you, huh? You want? Tell me whatever you want. I'm going to get it. Because that money is calling you. Or Kelly said the body, but it's the money calling you. It. Yeah, it's the money calling you. So you got to let go. Watch this. Those that give their hand, but not their heart. Judah's heart was never in this thing. He was always about the money. And I'm sure he was excited when Jesus gave him the money box. I'm sure he probably didn't even ask a question. I take that, Jesus. Boy, Jesus, you sure know what you're doing. (laughs) See, God is keenly aware of the intents of your heart. And he'll give you some of the stuff you like to expose what's really in your heart. Isn't that crazy? He'll give you some stuff to expose you what's really in your heart. So that's that's, that's the the thrust of who to let go. That's the people who to let go. Now, who to let in is equally important because the people you let in, you got to make sure they're the right people because you need them to stay. You don't need them to stray. You need the people you let in. You need them to be your ride or die, your solid people. All right? The people you let in, the right people with the right practices at the right place. Let's go to Acts chapter one. Let's go back to the book of Acts. Watch this. Those who we need to let in. Pages turning. Good, good, good. Phone's clicking. All right. Acts chapter one. I'm going back there. You ready? Okay, here we go. Who do you let in? Here we go. Watch this. Uh, Peter again gave that announcement you know they got to pick somebody else watch what he says about who they picked Um, let's start at verse 19 All right, he just told us the story about Judas and how his his, uh, intestines gushed out and all of that as a result of him uh, being greedy for money that he wanted to give the money back and he hung himself verse 19 and it became known to all those dwelling in Jerusalem so that the field is now called in their own language a keldama that is field of blood for it is written in the book Watch this in the book of Psalms. Let his dwelling place be desolate. Let no one live in it and let another take his office. Here we go. Therefore, of these men who have what? So now the people we're going to let in is people who write among us. They got to be in your circle. They got to be in your sphere of influence. Watch what he says. Therefore, these men who have accompanied us, what's after us? All the stop right there. Here's the point. You let in. Those who are faithful, not fickle. Look at what the text says. The text says, therefore, these men who have been rolling with us, accompanied us all the time, all the time. That means they've been faithful of the the Lord. Watch what he says now. The Lord Jesus went in and out among us. In other words, this person was with us from the beginning to the end. When things were tight and when they are right, when we had money and when we were broke. When I was riding Bart and when I had my car. When I got promotion and when I was looking for a job. Watch this. Beginning from the baptism of John to the day when he was taken up from us. One of these men must become a witness with us of his resurrection. They want to use somebody who's got the capability and the ability to witness and share Christ. You want to keep people who's got the ability to do what needs to be done when it needs to be done. Faithful people, not fickle people, not that uh, 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 Johnny Gill weather friend. Right. Boy, y'all slow to day. All right. So watch this now. Verse 23. And they're proposed to Joseph called Boris, who was surnamed Justice, and Mathadius. Watch this. They have to pick somebody who they know can be trusted when things get tough. This is what I want you to understand. Who you around will make a big difference in how far you go this year. No, don't try to dismiss it. Listen to me. Who you are around will make a big difference in how far you go this year. So you got to ask yourself, who am I going to be around? Who am I going to spend time with? Who am I going to pour into? Who's going to pour into me? Because if you got the wrong people, you're wasting your time. You're wasting your time. How far do you want to go? Study people that are doing what you're doing. Give your time and attention to that because whatever they're doing and you want to do, let it be somebody who's willing to tell you. Amen, somebody. Look at it. Look at it. The text says here, and they cast their lots, and the lot fell on Methadis. Now, when they talk about lots, that was a common practice there. Lots is what they did. Now, we're not talking about like dice, like voting, you know, because no, 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 no. Ain't no lucky thing. There's something you do before you do that. You have to have people who are Faithful. Now watch this. Don't expect from somebody else what you're not willing to do. I need you to be faithful to me. Hold up. Now wait, wait, wait. You ain't faithful to yourself. See, because we expect from other people what we're not willing to give. That's unfettered I'm in you. Don't put pressure on me to be something you're not willing to be. That's the good thing about Jesus. Jesus always stayed the same. Amen? So who in your life is faithful? Who in your life can you call and say, hey, listen, I need you to do this. And they'll get up out of their bed on a cold night with them warm blankets and sheets and get up and come see about you. Because if you don't have that person, something wrong, you ought to at least have one. Now, you got a problem if you got too many. Amen. Because one of them ain't in it all the way. See, if somebody does something for you and they want credit for doing it, watch them. Why you didn't call me? You know, I always come through. You know, I, because I didn't need you to do that. Amen. All right. So those who are faithful, not fickle, and then watch this one. And we done. Acts chapter one, stay right where you are, verse 23 to 26. And this is so important. We overlook this. This is so important. Verse 23, watch what it says. And they proposed two. We got the names. Verse 24 says, and they what? And they what? Ah, they prayed. Let people in, the right people, doing the right practices, at the right place in your life. Here it is. Those who pray for direction before making a decision. I don't need you to tell me when I got an important decision to make. You say, do what you feel, what you think. No, no. No, no, no. I don't want to go by what I think. You got to go by prayer. The text says, look at the text. Keep your Bibles open. The Bible says, verse 24, and they prayed and said, you, listen to the prayer. O Lord, who know the heart of all, show which of these two you have chosen. Now, you know why they're praying this prayer? Watch this, Roy. Because they don't make the mistake they had with Judas. Nobody prayed for Judas to get in. Jesus picked him because he had a purpose, because he already knew. And let me just say something to you. You know what's important about God that we forget? God, Jesus in the flesh, we forget this. He is everywhere all the time. He knows everything. So if he picks you, he already knows what he wants to do with you, for you, and through you. And he wanted them to see. oh, God. Now, when Jesus picked Judas, everything they got, Judas got. Read it. Power to cast out demons, Judas got it. Prayer and miracle sign and wonder, Judas was there. Why? Why would you keep somebody around you who you know means you no know good? Why would Jesus do that? Jesus does it because he's our example how to handle people that's around you that don't mean you no know good. Sometimes your friend and your enemy are the same person. Okay, let me work it. Frenemies. You've heard that term. They're really an enemy, but they're camouflaged. Okay, sheep in wolves' clothing. Right? You, you, you've, got to, you've got to be discerning, and you ain't going to be able to do that apart from prayer. I don't care who you are. If you ain't praying about it, you're headed for trouble. You're headed for trouble. Now, will I make the wrong choice? If you don't wait, you will. See, it's not just praying and say, okay, pick. Mm-mm. It's praying and waiting for God to answer. Watch. So they cast lots after they prayed. So they wasn't counting on the lots. They was counting on the Lord. Don't let nobody, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, don't let nobody rush you to make a decision that you can't pray about. Well, give me a day or two to pray about. No, I need an answer right now. Well, I can't. Hey, well, I guess I ain't the one. I can't give you no answer right now. Well, why? Because if no, no. See, if God is number one in your life, then everything else will fall in place as long as he's number one. Right. Amen, somebody. As long as he's number one. And we don't have time. We don't want to wait. We don't want to be patient. We want what we want when we want it. We think God takes too long. And I'm the first to agree with you. I do. I think he takes too long. But you know why? Because he wants to get the glory out of this. I'm like, yeah. I'm glad that's what you think, because when I show up, I'm going to blow your mind. Okay, 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 let me, let me get an episode to help you bring this point, then I'll close. You ever thought about the children of Israel, uh, they come out of Egyptian bond, they've been praying, right, all these years, Moses get us out, Moses comes, gets them out. But watch this, their journey should have been four days, from bondage to the promised land. So wait, watch this. I don't know. You ain't never thought about it, but if it's a four day journey, how does it take 40 years to get a place that we can go in four days? You ever thought about that? Why does it take so long to get from, if we can walk there in four days? Why is it taking us 40 years? Can I tell you? It's going to take you longer to accomplish what God wants you to accomplish until you get your mind right. And some of you, I'm talking to some of you, you're spinning your wheels and you're wondering why. This ain't working, that ain't working, this ain't having that. Because your mind ain't ready. You cannot earn the favor of God. You can't. You can't. You can't pray for favor. He just gives it. And he only gives favor to those who can manage favor. Make sure you know that. He only gives favor to those who can manage favor. And he just gives it. So if you're asking for something and you wonder why you don't have the favor on your life, because God knows you can't handle favor in that area for that. You can't. And I know some of you thinking uh, you've been praying about stuff and the Lord hasn't answered. And the reason he hasn't answered because he knows you can't handle that. So it takes them all that time because watch this, their minds were messed up. And your mind is messed up if you're going to make a decision without praying about it. you got to be crazy. And you know why we do? Because we don't think that small decision is going to affect all the other stuff. Oh, but it does. It does. It does. It, it's connected. It's all connected. Okay? It's like uh uh you having a problem at the job. You've been praying for a promotion. The boss is mean and nasty. You wonder why you're getting a promotion. Here's what you don't know. The boss lived in a house where him and his wife stayed at odds. And the reason why him and his wife stayed at odds, is because his wife has got a problem with her mama. The reason why she's got a problem with her mama, is because her mama didn't do stuff her daddy wanted to do that would have made her further. You see how it's all connected and that's affecting you and you think it's just they don't like you. God said, no, it's deeper than that. But if you pray to me, who God, if you pray to me, then I'll touch the mom who got the problem. Then I'll touch the husband who got the wife problem. And then I'll touch the boss to touch you so you can get what you need. It's all connected. But you won't know if you don't pray. God is working behind the scenes to develop you and mature you, but you don't want to pray. How long does it take to pray about something? We want everything quick. Watch what happens now. You've got to be connected. Let the people and those who pray for direction before making a decision. And let me tell you, I'm so godly proud of many of you because many of you know to get somebody who can pray on a line. Now, I ain't talking about that Facebook. I need all the saints. You know how many people that could possibly be with all kinds of spirits and attitude? let me go on record. I don't want everybody praying for me. I want all the saints out there. No, 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 no. You Well, you go ahead. You get all them in on it. And you got all kinds of stuff happening in your life. You want people who you know walk with the Lord. And I ain't saying they're perfect. But I'm saying you know they walk with the Lord. You trust their judgment. You've seen how they live. You've heard what they say. You see how they conduct themselves. You want to pray for discernment. Now watch what happens. Here's the end result. Chapter 2, verse 1. Here's the end result when you when you get the right, when you let the right people in. Watch the power of this. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Do you know how successful your life would be, your business would be, your house would be? Watch me, Kathy. Do you know how much better every area of your life would be if everybody connected to you? was on one accord of the same mind in the same place. Oh, God. Oh, God, you know how successful that business would be? Well, everybody thinking. Everybody trying to get this money the right way, thinking about how we're going to do it. Well, everybody, everybody's coming to church on time. Everybody got their Bibles. Everybody <laughs> everybody ready for the word. You ain't got to force nobody to do it. One accord. And I'll say this, and I don't apologize. Relationships would be better if both people in the relationship was hearing the same thing from the same place, from the same person. That's right. That's right. Well, he over there and I'm over here, but we come together. But you're learning two different things. He's learning uh, uh, something about money that you learn the opposite of money. And now y'all got conflict over money and never grow and mature with the money. Right. Come on. What you exposed to? What are you being educated? I'm telling you. Okay, watch how it relates to business. You know how much conflict and turmoil you're going to have when people ain't on the same accord as you? Think about that. You fussing. Why you don't get it? Because they're not on one accord. The text says, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, watch this. They were all with one accord. All those different personalities. Charlie, you got time in the group, but yet he's still on one accord. Tate in the group, still one accord. We're well, we working on Tariq, but we got everybody else. Everybody else on one accord. Watch this. And so they really need to be paying me. 50 need to give me something for that. But anyway, they're on one accord. Now, and you got some people who ain't going to be on one accord. Watch this. Watch this, lady call. But if everybody's on one accord, it's easy to spot who ain't. Come on. If 50 of us. Are doing something together, and only 49 of us do it, we see the one who ain't. Right. Right. You're proud to be, Lord, help me to stay on one accord with my family, with my finances. Get people who want to achieve like you want to achieve. Amen. Look look at the text. I'm going to keep reading. When Verse 1, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly, uh-oh, suddenly something happened. Something happened when we think in the same, learning in the same. There came a sound from heaven as a mushroom... A mighty rushing wind, a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then they appeared to them, divided tongues as a fire, one set upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now, this is for those people, and they do. There's, there's different tongues. It's, it's intelligible. It's, it's different uh, prayer languages. But I want you to see, because I can't stop there, because people are talking about, oh, I know I'm saying, filled with the Holy because I speak of tongues. That ain't the first sign. Watch this. Verse five, and there were dwelling in Jerusalem, the devout men from every nation of heaven. And when the sound of heaven occurred, the multitude came together and were confused because everyone heard them speak in his own. They are about to share the good news of Jesus Christ. You feel with the Holy Ghost when you have the power to witness. Who are you telling about Jesus? Look, watch this. Give me the next point. The end result will be That the people who are assigned will accomplish the work. That whole band of messed up people, they accomplished something good because they were in the same place on one accord with the same mind. That's what the test teaches. People that are assigned will accomplish. Whenever there's organization, the right operation will be evident. Whenever there's organization, the right operation will be evident. Now, you know how you know you got the right person, you let the right person in? I don't know if you all paid attention, but notice when they chose. Okay, well, I'm going to show it to you. I'm going to show it to you, and I'm done. Let's go to uh, verse 23, Acts chapter 1. Watch this. I never paid attention to this before. And they pro- t- proposed to Joseph, right, called Barabbas, who was named Justice, surnamed Justice, and Methodist. And they prayed and said, Lord, of course, they prayed the prayer. Watch verse 26. And they cast lots, and the lot fell on who? Methodist. So watch this. What happens to Joseph? We don't hear nothing about Joseph. You ready? I want to see if you're thinking. Rodney and Richard trying for this job. I'm going to hire one of them. We all pray. Richard gets the job. What happens to Rodney? We don't hear nothing from Rodney. That's the whole point. He's mature, he gone. He ain't causing no trouble. He ain't causing no, oh God, he ain't causing no beef. The sign of maturity is when you accept and you are okay when things don't go your way. He's got to keep moving. Now that don't mean he left the group, but you don't hear him say nothing about, hey, what happened to me? What about mine? And immaturity is always seen when you can't have your way. I know I'm right about it. Immature people act like babies, whining and complaining. What about me? They don't call me Jesus. Why you didn't pick me? Why you let them cast slots? Hey, work still got to go on. The Bible don't say they got rid of him, they just didn't pick him for that. Look at your neighbor say, neighbor, play your role. You still part of the team. He wasn't selected. But we know who he is. Because his name is written in the Bible over 2,000 years ago. Can you say that? His name is in the Bible. He was at least considered they had to pick between me and another fella. I ain't jealous they picked the other fella. I'm glad, watch this, that I was able to be there. Because mature people can handle, listen, put it like this. And I want you to remember because it's catchy. Mature people are okay. When things don't go their way. Now you ask yourself, how mature are you? I ain't mature me, Bishop, because I'm mad when I can't have my way. Right, I got you. Well, you need to pray about that. Because part of life, a whole lot of stuff ain't going to go your way. No, a whole lot of stuff. We got to be prayerful. We know who to let go, who to let in. And when you know that, you act accordingly. And listen, stop giving all that dialogue. Well, you know, I got to let you go because I. <sighs> well, you know, my bishop was preaching and he was saying. I got to let you go because things ain't. No, you ready? This just, just doesn't work for me. It just ain't working. What? It just ain't working. Some things you can't explain. Just ain't working. Because you make things worse when you try to explain why you got to let some people go. And can I be honest with you? Watch this, Nisa. Some folk know. I wish I had a witness. Some folk know when it's time for them to go. Oh, come on. I got some of y'all. You was on a job. And they say, Mr. Johnson won't speak to yourself. (laughs) Oh, man. Mr. Johnson won't speak to me. Uh, I see you Sunday at the game. Come on, some people know. Listen, don't you think they don't know? Watch this. When you acting a fool, you ain't doing what's right. You know. You just hope nobody catches you. Oh, boy. (laughs) All right. And we think that's selfish. No, see, listen. Uh, uh, My brother and I was talking yesterday, and he would say some stuff about self. I said, no, I think um, selfish people are not people who just love themselves. Selfish people are people who are doing wrong and they love it. Let it marinate. I'm doing wrong and I love it. It ain't just me loving myself. You're supposed to love yourself. But I love the wrong that I'm doing and I'm selfish. I don't want to stop it. That's enough. That's enough. Let's pray. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for.